Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. Welcome to Barbecue Nation with JT's After Hours. Conversation that took place after the broadcast ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT with Miss Leanne and Mr. Homer uh, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios. We've got uh, a lot of holidays, a lot of barbecuing coming up for most people. We, Leanne and I do it all year round. You do it all year round. But that's coming up it's it's here i mean it's yeah. just here we just it knocked out there. memorial day weekend what'd you what'd you cook for memorial day well we hit out memorial day is a weird thing around here we have lots of people come to our country because they like us and we have a biker rally comes out here traffic picks up it gets crazy we typically just kind of hide out of course a lot of times it's raining here in the northwest but uh we hide out i cook some burgers <laughs> and uh I cook some pork ribs on Friday with that uh, pig powder that that that's yeah, that it was trying to came out just right. Um, did I do anything in between? We did a chuck roast actually in uh, the Ninja of all crazy things. Yeah, which hmm. is real anti uh, Memorial Weekend smoke, but uh, anyhow, it <laughs> still right. came out perfect. So that's what we <laughs> felt up to. And Miss Leanne, what did you knock out well, on the girls? Well, I had this to week? celebrate National Hamburger Day on Sunday, so yeah. that was a given. Um, aside from you know being at the food truck this weekend, did a reverse sear uh, um, skirt steak. Oh, oh cool! Delicious. Oh, delicious! My I love skirt steak. Um, Absolutely. That's another one of those meats that really didn't cost a whole lot back in the day, and now yep. it's gone up. Still reasonable, but um, yeah, delicious. That's what I did. How about you, Jeff? What did you cook? Um, I did. Um, what the hell did I do? Well, first, <laughs> first, I figured out that I ran out of pellets, so I had to oh, go get some pellets man. for the pellet grill. <laughs> and then I thought I would be a real smarty pants, and uh, I cleaned my uh, gas grill, and now it doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> that it, happens more than you think oh yeah. yeah oh yeah i got the pressure washer on that thing it looks shiny uh -huh. but it's not working anyway um did some steaks did a couple painted hills ribeyes did some chicken wings uh made some candied bacon um because i had some left over from the tv show the other day so we use that up and uh you know, it was just a generally, and we're kind of like uh, Will and Gab. We we hang pretty close on Memorial Day. We don't go out and venture out to the to the wild side. You know, did some work here on the on the yards and the house, and watched a couple movies. And that's that's actually kind of the way we like it. So, I went to the driving range. 
You did. Awesome. I did. Are well, you getting tuned up to do the golf show with me? I, I'm trying. Awesome. Um, I seem to do really well when that truck drives across and I have something to aim at for some reason. <laughs> I can hit the balls really well when he so I encourage him to zigzag, but he he doesn't listen. But yeah, I went uh, to the driving range because it was really awesome. too hot to play 18 or even nine. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to get my golf game better. So that's well, when awesome. you come up, you will be, uh, playing a round at the Kinzu open. I can't wait. I, and I'm, and I'm prepping for that. So yeah. That's... The Kinzu is quite the golf course and, um, Will has a lifetime membership there so we can awesome. play. Yeah. It, it... Wait, I should. I pay for it, and then I don't go. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, you know, I want to. I want to get back on something here a little bit, uh, just for a minute. The the import. Are we doing after hours now? Or yeah, are we yeah. On the show. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're still okay. on after hours. I just wanted to know if we were open. You, were you dialogue. asleep when he I did kinda, the in intro? He kind of introed it a little uh, okay. nonchalant, didn't right. he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, it's after kinda, hours. Okay. Well, it's kind of cash this morning. Um, you talk about import beefs, and I and I was being sarcastic, but not about the quality. I I had some people send me some samples. Um, the beef was from Venezuela, and they were they were out there you know, hyping this stuff is the best thing since uh, sliced bread. The, oh. the, it was so different and tougher than hell, if I remember right, because we cooked it at Will's house. And uh, I, it, no, it just wasn't working. Well, and I think once you get into eating a quality beef like Painted Hills, you set your standards pretty high. But even thinking that I could do something with this, like on a show or something, uh, it, mm -hmm. you know, it was pretty, pretty tough. Not mm -hmm. just the beef, but it was pretty tough to work with. And Will made some comments and Gabrielle I made some remember. other comments. Oh, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I just what I'm trying to get at is the quality. And you said consistency and consistency is good. And that's one of the things when you import products, especially agricultural products that are already processed and stuff, you're never sure, 100 percent sure of that quality you're going to get. Because yeah. I've I've done a lot of them. I've tried a lot of them. Um, to me, it's kind of the same with everybody's pitching the Wagyu stuff. Wagyu is just very fatty beef to me. That's if you love I, it. Me, I'm not going to if I'm going to start a huge debate if I start talking about that. But I will say I experienced a piece of Wagyu that uh, I ended up not even finishing and throwing out. And it wasn't my cooking method. I know a lot of people say you have to cook it right. Yeah. Um, you know, and I cooked it hot and fast in an iron skillet, you know, and. No, and maybe it was just a piece of meat that I had, but it was inedible. I'm I'm with you. Yep. I'm with you. And if people want to take a shot at us, go ahead. But, oh, they're gonna. But <laughs> you know, I saw somebody the other day on Twitter. They had these uh, the little. They look like little square steaks. Yeah. Um, kind of like the little ones you Cube send steaks? me. No, they... no, they're they're. Two inches by two inches by two inches type thing. White Castle? <laughs> Good on you. Good on you. But they had them. They had them out there. This was on social media and they were saying, aren't these beautiful? I thought it was spam. 
Not <laughs> computer spam, but spam out of a can that they'd wiped off all the gelatinous crap off of. And I, and I looked at it and they were saying, oh, no, aren't these beautiful Wagyu steaks? And I, I'm sorry, folks, you can be mad at us if you're mad at me if you want. Don't be mad at Leanne or Will, but I just can't do that. I think you know? I saw those. I, I didn't look that up, but that has to be either out of the brisket or out of, or trying to upgrade a top sirloin or something yeah. solid like that. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, the, the things I'm thinking is I think about a Wagyu animal and, and all the pieces that come out of a steer. Right. right. You wouldn't. You wouldn't chop up a high value rib steak or a New York or a or a tenderloin. All those can sell on their own. But then you get into other pieces. You got a clawed heart and a brisket and a and a chuck eye. And you got all these other things that you got to market somehow. The Wagyu guy's going to have to right. do something. Right. I agree with you. Yeah. I don't. The only how, thing that saves the Wagyu guy is a, is a Wagyu bo- animal doesn't have a butt. <laughs> what do you mean it doesn't you know, have a butt? Well, every animal we've domesticated, we've built a butt on a a, a rear end, the the rounds and the back end, because there's more weight. There's more weight there than there is in the shoulder. Or build that. You look at a look at a deer. Look at a, a, a giraffe as an extreme, of course. Sure. But every wild animal has no butt. A buffalo has no butt. A a beef cow has a butt, has a round, has all this meat in the back end because we want meat on an animal. And so if you look at a Wagyu, and I should pull some pictures up here, actually, because we saw them in Australia. They've got no butt. They're like well, a wild animal. how did you animal. create the butts? Breeding. Just breeding? You, through breeding, yeah. Through yeah. selective oh. breeding for thousands of years, they've bred animals to have, like a hog. You know, hogs they used to breed. Well, they still breed, you know, hogs, but they've refined them now so perfect that they're all perfect. But they 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 breed them for that. All that stuff, the 4-H judge goes to class and tells yeah. the kids, look at this animal and it's better confirmation because of this and that and that mm-hmm. and this. And all the stuff that the race guys bet on at the horse, down, bet on the horses down at the track, all the confirmation mm-hmm. things. Well, that's right. the same thing for cattle. But mm-hmm. But a wild animal doesn't have a butt and a Wagyu doesn't have a butt. But they turn it into Wagyu burgers and they sell Wagyu burgers every damn where. I just don't know how you how they don't they're not so fatty. You can't eat them. That's the part I don't have figured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. They did that with, the you know, show horses and a yeah. couple of the breeds who shall remain nameless. But <clears throat> all of a sudden they came out with these horses that had, you know, elephant butts yeah. type thing. But uh, and they really looked out of balance. I wouldn't want to try to ride one of the bastards. But (laughs) this is after hours, so I can say that. Uh, (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's just through the breeding, but the balance, too, you know, and and getting more meat on the carcass, on the skeletal structure and all that, like that. But if you saw those same pictures I did, you would have swore it was spam out of a can that it looked just like it. Yeah, Yeah. I I believe. And I'm not. okay. we're done ripping on. uh, the Wagyu people. Who should, who should we rip on next? Uh, the spam people. The spam people. I actually, I actually. Wait, have, we need to be, we need somewhere to go with all that cleanup. Yeah. 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 Okay. I happen to like spam. So I do too. Let's I, shut it down there. I, I do too. But it's just, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, goodness. Do you think that 
as time goes on, put on your Kreskin hat, as I always ask you to do. You know, you you can go, you can walk down the canned food aisle, and up on the top, you can see these little glass jars of Hormel beef, sliced beef. Mm-hmm. I think they processed one pen load of cattle seventy five years ago, and they're still <laughs> selling. That's turn it around. Turn it turn around. The, Ven- the Venetian, Ven- Ven- whatever is that? You know that not Venetian. What is that? Ven, Ven, Ven. You go same shelf. You're talking about. Turn yeah. it around, and you're going to see product of Brazil on the back. Yeah, really. Because you've been able to buy cooked product from Brazil for a long time. All that mm-hmm. cheap jerky you get in the big five pound bags or one right. pound bags. That's all Brazilian. And so we've been able to get cooked product for a long time. We just couldn't get fresh product because of foot and mouth disease. But they got that under control for the most part. And so now we're getting fresh. But but that's what those that stuff comes from. And I'm I'm with you. You're right. The production date is 10 years ago and the out of out of out best buy dates still to come, you know. Yeah, August wow. 42. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although when I was in Brazil, I did have a couple of really nice fillets. One thing good. they were good about is, and we don't see it much in this country, is carpaccio, you know, the thinly sliced. Mm-hmm. raw beef and you put a little lime juice on it or whatever yeah i thought i thought that was pretty good down there i'm not sure what animal it was they said it was beef but you know you didn't know it was late right. at night and uh <laughs> but it was pretty good i just wonder if we're ever going to see more processed beef canned products coming out of this country maybe for export i don't know I, to me it Kind of a doesn't well, make much there's sense. A threat of war, there might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't think so. I think people are still strong on that health kick thing. Yeah, yeah. It could yeah, it could be. I mean, and you never know what's really going to happen. But um, that makes th- me. Th- yeah, go ahead. No, Let's keep your ahead. thought. Well, I just thinking about you know how you get beef to stay around because you use preservatives in it, right? You use. Uh, nitrates in it right and so we make a hot dog that has a uh celery salt and eskimo i call it celery salt and eskimo powder but celery salt and something else that fakes the nitrate because you can't get people to eat hot dogs and cook them you know and if you don't cook them you might get botulism okay so here's my short math right france just came out with a thing that said they want to reduce the use of nitrates in their food like 85 percent in the next five years yeah. Huh. So they they obviously don't care whether people live or not because they're <laughs> going to get rid of it. They're going to blow these nitrates out of the system and botulism is going to learn to run wild. I mean, it's just but but that is the see the consumer movement is to get away from preserved and and stored and right. preserved and yet right. they don't know where they're headed. I mean, they want it they want it out in a record time. It's a it was a crazy. When I heard the article, I'm like, "Whoa, this is a this is looking for trouble because it's, but science, you know what you put a, you put the, the, you put an idea out there and you tell them this is the way it's going to be. Well, they'll, the science will figure it out. People will figure it out somehow. They'll, they'll figure it out. Well, I did a story yesterday on um, something I came across that there's a company that's partially based in San Francisco and partially in Germany. And they are making disposable, uh terracotta coffee cups because we do 
5 billion pounds of disposable coffee cups now. So you can drink the cup, drink out of the cup and throw it on the ground, step on it is dirt because it's made out of dirt, salt and water. Interesting. Yeah. I think I'll, I don't drink coffee anyway, so I don't care, but I just thought uh, that that was, that was, you know, it, uh, it, they've been using, I don't know how to answer. For, I don't know. Can I, I don't know how to answer this. Cause I don't want, I don't want people to throw mud at me too much, but you know, they've been hauling garbage into the County North of us here for a long time, 30, 35 years. Right. right now they haul 500 car trains a week into this hole okay wow this hole is six miles it's not a hole physically it's just a flat spot that's a basin it's six miles off the main highway i mean it's not very far and i still can't see it yeah that's a lot of garbage there's a lot of space in this world and there's a lot of garbage there's a lot of space but the fact that they've invented a coffee cup that'll cost you 25 cents more or 50 cents more or 80 cents more, that's really about the money they created. They created a sellable item that they yep. can sell to you or to whoever, and they can get the they can get their margin going by. Well, and it's, it's going to make its debut later this year, that terracotta cup I was talking about. Yeah. Guess where? Where? Whole Foods? No, no. California. Oh yeah, yeah, in, yeah in sure. The, well, in California's Marin trash. County and some of those, yep. you know. Yep. So, yep. And if you're listening to us down there, sorry, but you earned that. So yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's somebody's going to make money, and they're going to say we're doing something great here for the world, and then it's all just about this. I know so, it is. So anyway, it's it's we pick up the trash here on the highway. We are our. Painted Hills likes to have our name out on the highway, you know, and so we pick up the trash out on the highway and. The girls do. I I don't get out there near enough and they ought to kick me in the ass. But anyhow, mm-hmm. what <laughs> pisses me off is I hear all about plastics, right? Every time I bend down to pick up a piece of plastic, it disintegrates in my hands. The sun kills, sun breaks down the plastic. It doesn't last a thousand years. It might last two months and yeah. it's gone. And it just mm-hmm. pisses me off <laughs> that somebody's to- talked to you into believing that it's going to be in your landfill for a thousand years. So you're going to make corn plastic trays. You're going to use the corn I was complaining about earlier today. Right. <laughs> to well, you guys, you, you guys also have the Merton Homer uh, biodegradable uh, uh, disposal site there. That's right. Yep. <laughs> I'll tell Leanne that story when we're off the air. Oh, there you go. There anyway, you go. like that. Um what do you do when and you and I have talked about this before and probably should have brought this up in the regular show, but this is the last hard question for you. Okay. Or not hard, but when you get product with age on it in the warehouse. Yes. And you're very particular about that. You know, they can only stay so long. I'm sure it's different for different, different cuts and things, but after a while you go, I still got five, 10 cases of this left. Which doesn't sound like much, but when you look at the prices there, you've, yeah. you've lost, you know, $5,000 or whatever it is yep. like that because you, you can't sell it to the retailers anymore. What do you do with it? You can't repurpose it. Well, everybody's got a price and every retail guy. See, this is the key. To, this is the best part of what we do about the fact that we touch so many different types of stores. We have 
uh, our store relationships are really small. I think the biggest one we have has 20 locations and he kind of stays on his own plan and the warehouse has a problem with anything over 30 days old. So that's a limitation, but we work with a lot of small little butcher shop guys, right? Mm -hmm. Even your guy cuts forth and can be, you know, he's free range. He's got the don't tell me don't. He's not my he, guy. <laughs> he's got that. He's got the reins to do what he wants in his shop. Right. And so when it gets to the point where you got four cases or three cases of something that, geez, I need to just give me two bucks out of it. I just get it. Just it's got to be gone or or I got four of them. that are six weeks old. What will you take? What will you give me for them? That's how that works. And that's how. That's how those little guys stay in business. A lot of times, you know, they can't. You can't come to my front door and buy my product from the front door all the time and survive. You got to have an ad, or you got to have. You got to be able to know how to clean up at the back door sometimes too. And so, um, you have all those. It's, I don't think a food truck works that way, but it, it, but you might. You know, at the end of the day, you got extra food laying around. Do you sell it for half price to the out the back door or? It seems to me like that's what you do because your refrigerator at home is only so big. I don't know how. <laughs> I was going to say, do you do you you make accommodations for food trucks? Uh, well, we work with we typically work with a distributor, a food service distributor, and he yep. figures out how to work with the food truck because the food truck honestly won't move enough tonnage to warrant uh, our distributions. See, we we work mostly with grocery distribution who has a 1,500 or 1,000 or 1,500 pound drop minimum, right? Mm -hmm. Food truck doesn't have storage for 1,500 pounds of meat, I don't suppose, but I could be wrong, could be a big one. But but that's, um, that's, that's typically what we work with. So then you work with a food service distributor who takes boxes apart sells, delivers ribeyes, single ribeyes around town, distributes three chubs out of a box that usually that holds six. He's the guy who makes that happen. And he's also the guy who actually defends Leanne in this case where me, I'm taking care of the big guy and I'm trying to manage a portioning, you know, not having enough of everything and having too much of some. And he's the guy who has her interest in mind and makes sure that by golly, I know she's going to call me every twice a week and I'm going to need this box of this twice a week. And by golly, I got to have it. And, and that's the, it's a, they're expensive. Nobody likes a food service distributor in the middle, but we kind of got to have them because they're, they're in there to protect your interest against the, the packer who doesn't always have your interest. Uh There There you go. Um, Give our listeners one piece of advice when they're dealing with rising food costs from your position. Now there's a head scratcher. Yeah, it is. I don't know what their budget is, but I'm still going to go. I'm going to go to the grave thinking that your budget is that your food budget is still awful small in the grand scheme of things. Hmm. If it's, if it, you know, last I heard a year and a half ago, it was 9%. If it's double, it's 18%. 18% of your budget is your food. You're going to spend 18% of, of your budget on the third most important thing in your life. Yeah. Oxygen, water, and food. I And barbecue nation. Buy what you want, eat what you want, turn Netflix off. I don't know. You yeah. know, I mean, uh-huh. I, but I don't know. I don't, I don't. I asked a friend this the other day, okay, go down any street, any town you want to go down the main drag 
and drive along down the main drag and look left and look right. There's McDonald's and there's Taco Bell and then there's a, a Ross Dress for Less and there's a Fred Meyer and there's a this. Tell me which one of those stores is is feeling a recession and going to close the doors. Not well, one not, of them. Yeah. They all have people crawling in and out of them. So I don't know what's going on, but I know that there's <laughs> plenty of money to be spent. So yeah. that's that's all I do know. There's plenty of money to be spent. There you go. Will Homer, COO, uh, Painted Hills Natural Beef, friend of the show, friend of mine, friend of Leanne's, and a very, <laughs> very, very, I was just going to pay you a compliment and say a very I wise know. man. But oh, we, no. we thank you for that. Thank and uh, Miss Leanne, it's always a pleasure, even if you can't plug in your headphones. Uh, yeah. Okay. But, okay. All right. That's uh, moving come on. Come Fossil and see me. Come see me. If you come through I, Fossil, stop by. Oh, we will. Make it. We're going to, we're going to, here's a little announcement. It's not the main show, so I can say this, but Leanne's going to be working with me on the television version of my golf show grilling at the green and one of our stories is going to be about painted hills and the kinzu yeah. golf course over yeah. there so we will be over there sometime in the early fall and uh because it's beautiful over there and uh we'll have some fun and maybe she'll cook something i'll be her sous chef for the folks at painted hills awesome so, okay thank fun. you for listening everybody thanks to the crew here and uh We'll be back next week with another edition of After Hours. Until then, remember our motto, turn it, don't burn it, and be kind. Take care, everybody.